0: welcome to the wheel reads a wheel of time podcast your hosts are alan chris and ian this podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers this week we'll be covering chapters 32 33 and 34 of the great hunt dangerous words a message from the dark and the wheel weaves enjoy Alright, welcome to Season 2, Episode 15 of The Wheel Reads. Um, we're actually one episode away from the big 40 number, so we're the 39th episode we've done. Which means that we've been doing this 39 weeks, guys. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, um, pretty much straight. So a couple of things I mentioned last time are changing up. Um, we are going to start double recording episodes. I'm still going to release them weekly, but sometime in October. We're going to start doubling up episodes. Uh, might be recording on different nights for our patrons. And then we'll, Keisha, still open it up for uh, the regular crowd. Yeah, yeah, but we're just trying to get a couple episodes ahead. So for the Christmas season and Thanksgiving, things coming up, if we need to take off, we can kind of thing. Other things going on, um, this is like a couple of days since the last time we recorded so any new patrons. Um, but like I said, it's only been like three days. We did hit the 20,000 uh, listener mark for downloads. Yeah. So, yeah, I know we were talking about that for a week now. now. Like We're almost there. We're almost there. Well, we hit it, so we're past it now. And then, yeah, we blew past 900 followers on Twitter. We're marching towards 1,000. And that's pretty much all of the major housekeeping things. And then, of course, next week, at least next week for when you're listening to this, Though we are going to record, I guess October 6th is going to be our next time recording for an episode. So we got a little bit of a break. And the Dusty Wheel, uh, Matt Hatch, will be a guest that night. Nice. So so yeah. um, VIP. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Looking forward to having Matt on. So as far as personal life goes, I know it's only been three days, but a lot has happened for me because we went out of town. Um, I went to the mountains to. My in-laws' house, and we went apple picking on 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 Saturday, our Friday, sorry, uh, which was a lot of fun. The rain held off, so we were able to pick apples without rain, and then we had a picnic afterwards and ate some apple cider donuts and lots of apple stuff, and it was fun. We had a good time. And then on Saturday, we went to Spy Rock, and my son, two and a half years old, climbed the whole mountain without being carried once, which uh, is pretty impressive. That's very,
1: um, it's very impressive. That's yeah. a steep climb,
0: Spartan, Not a long climb. It's steep. Yeah. Future Spartan in the making. Yeah, future Spartan in the making. Exactly. Um, yeah, he's, he's. Uh, it was, it was really funny because we got to the top, and of course, him being a toddler, like he has that toddler energy where like he never slows down, and we get to the very, very top, and um, these like, I guess there's a group of like girls, like probably like high school or college age, with their mom. Um, I guess there's a group of friends and like the parents as well. They make it to the top and all the girls are like huffing and puffing about how hard it was to make the top. And they turn the corner and there's my son at two and a half years old, like running around, jumping in puddles, like not even phased at all. And they're like, well, he did it. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love it. (laughs) So it was kind of funny. Um, of course I was, I was huffing and puffing at a very slow pace trying to make it up. So, um,
1: (laughs) Yeah, we he, can't he, we run it anymore, can we?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Right. So, yeah. Again. But how about you guys? Personal life? What's going on? Ah, uh, geez. Yeah. Last couple of days. Uh, so I had my boys out with me this weekend. Uh, Friday night and Saturday morning, there was a lot of rain in the forecast. So instead of slumming around, um, a lot of the hotels around here that have indoor pools were opening their pools back up. So, picked a hotel that was a little bit out of the way, so it wasn't really crowded. Uh, Had an indoor pool, did a bunch of swimming. Um, We got the bull to ourselves Friday night and all Saturday morning, which was nice. Uh, The boys loved that and, you know, ordered ordered food delivered. We got, well, (laughs) we ordered uh, Taco Bell one time and then Buffalo Wild Wings and got some wings and watched some football and, it was a good time. Uh, then we went out to the river. They had uh drag boat races out there this weekend. And that was awesome. Just non stop thunderous noise on the river and boats flying by at like a hundred miles an hour. And this is the first weekend in a while that we had all of the four wheelers and mini bikes running at the same time. Cause one of them always seems to break. Uh so did a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, so it was, it was a good time. Boys had a good time. I had a great time. I'm exhausted now. And, uh, Oh, and Alan, I don't know if I mentioned to you, but uh, I got in a, uh, a regatta up in Solomons, Maryland uh, tomorrow. So even though I'm not working tomorrow, I still have to drive up there at the butt crack of dawn, uh, make it to Maryland by like 8 in the morning to hop on and race all day. So okay, this, this is just- turning out to be a really good three-day weekend for me. It's a screwpile. pile? screw pile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's day two. It's yeah. a Sunday, Monday. I'm doing the Monday portion.
0: And that is –
1: a, is it a Mount Gay regatta? I don't know. You know, maybe
0: you might get a hat, which is that'd cool. be cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll take a hat. I,
0: I think screwpal is yes, yeah, because I have a Screwball hat. Yes. I'd yeah. rather have a
1: bottle of rum, but you know, hats cool too. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I'm pretty sure Screwpal is 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 a Mount Gay. Anyway, cool, Chris. So,
2: um, I have been in. Involved in a lot over the last few days. I am almost moved into a new place. Like ninety percent moved in. Um, you know, the the girlfriend was really missing me, and the roommate that I have that's moving out of the house that I'm in right now needed some time to get herself together so she can get her stuff out. So I had to take off to Charlotte. I am now in Charlotte. I'll be working from Charlotte for the next week while she gets her stuff out of my new place. And then hopefully I'll be a little bit more settled, which yes. would be great. <laughs> because um, teaching has been a heck of a, a task for those, for those that do not realize teaching is very, very, very um, taxing, for lack of better words, the, between the number of zoom meetings with just the other teachers and then classes and administrators and then the amount of work that goes into planning lessons and turning them into digital lessons and then grading and let's just say I've been working twelve hours a day, five days a week, and then working four to five hours a day Saturday. And it looks like tonight when we're done here, I'll be working some more until I get up to start class tomorrow morning. So, yeah, we I have to say teachers probably do twelve months worth of work in the first mm-hmm. six, and then they're kind of like yeah, yeah. down from
0: there.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Sounds 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 busy. <laughs> so
2: I mean so much so that I've even quit my one of my part time jobs. I was like, I can't even I can't even make it to my part time job. So how am I supposed to maintain more than one? Like I, I'm working two right now, so I dropped the third job and I may have to drop the second one yeah. too if it gets any busier. So
1: yeah it's fun. i'll say this chris like you've helped me with my perspective on work life in general because there's been times i'm like oh there's a lot going on today and then i have this going on when i get off work and blah 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 and right when i'm about to feel overwhelmed i'm like look if chris can do this shit and be awesome at all of it uh i need to stop complaining just pull up my britches and get it done so <laughs> you, you are an inspiration i i mean that for sure
2: well, thank you. I appreciate it. And trust me, this actually helps to release so much stress because it like forces me to do something I enjoy doing. So I appreciate this
1: from you yeah, guys. Love it.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, moving on to the episode. So I'm going to say a couple of the predictions that I remembered off the top of my head. And you guys feel free to chime in with predictions you had as well. Because to be honest, we recorded this last Wednesday night. I went out of town Thursday night, and then I edited uh, the episode in the car without taking notes. So, yeah. So, I, so um, normally I take notes and write down the predictions as I'm editing it, but uh, I did a little bit different this week because. So um, yeah, so here's what I remember, and you guys feel free to chime in. So one thing that you said was that they're going to go to the steady, Um and I I already told you guys were right on that one. So, but that was a prediction you guys said. Um, another one.
1: Go ahead. What did you say? I said bing, bing, bing. You yeah. you could keep piling on how right we were because no, I've been yeah. through out there that we we'll probably have a chapter titled the <laughs> Steady and King like to the point yeah. where you were like, wait a minute. Are you reading ahead? I like, no. <laughs> yeah. I just got totally lucky. And I went tickets that day. So we'll see how that pans out. Right.
0: And then uh, another one predicted was that Rand was going to use the statue. Um, Ian said with Nynaeve and Chris said with Egwene. The uh, but they were going to use the statue because they're going to go crazy and actually try to destroy the world or something like that. That was a prediction. Uh, and then <laughs> Jane Farstrider is important because Time Traveling Tam came and put the copy of the book um, there for them. Um,
1: exactly. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yep, That's yep, the yep, most yeah. solid prediction out of all of them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then um, um, another one from a few episodes ago was that uh, that our girl Dina, Tom's girl, was uh, was bad, you know, it was evil. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk more about D- Dina in a bit. But uh, and then uh, I, this is a throwback one: um, Morghese, the Queen of Andor, a while back, actually, Eye of the World, you predicted that she's actually not the real queen. And I want to just kind of re uh, circle around with that one, Steve. If um, you guys still think that she's not the real queen, that someone else is still has the
1: rights to the throne. Oh, man. Chris, do you recall kind of the details around us throwing that out there? I remember it, but now I'm trying to think why we were... It's a little foggy for me. It makes me want to go back and listen to the Wasn't there someone that... I don't that... remember why. I think maybe we talked to this more about it Wasn't there someone who disappeared and they assumed was dead or something like that?
0: Yeah, there was someone. Yeah, we did talk about that.
1: yeah, and... yeah. And in his
0: um, um, uh, um I, I don't remember actually I think it um and, and Chat might correct me, but uh but Norgays um did then married um, her the person who ran away's husband and had um Elaine and Gawin with him, but Ga was was a son, yeah. was his son from the previous marriage. And it did did it mention um his last name. I know it mentioned her. Her I don't name. Know, I think it, it
1: went that deep, and it was, yeah.
0: Okay, I, I have to go back and look at. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping oh. right now, due to yeah, Alan's lack of prep, that he well. just
1: spoiled a little bit. Because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it was yeah. quite that deep. Because we got the hint that the boys weren't brothers, even yeah. just in description and mannerism and everything. But I don't know. I don't know that we, uh, you might have spoiled us a little bit, Alan. Yeah. No, I didn't, I, I didn't spoil yeah. anything. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I just got. We short notice episodes more often. We're getting. Good yeah.
0: <laughs> we got we got to short turnarounds to 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 too quickly. Yeah. Someone just searched the ebook. It was not mentioned in the first book. So, never mind. Uh, let's I keep it going.
1: Uh- <laughs> but I, I think um, it's one of those where. Chris and I were both like all right if if Jordan's mentioning it then there's got to be something to it and oh, yeah. we were right about the tom we never got the details of tom actually dying we're just supposed to assume that right and then the right. story about someone who had claimed to the throne or part of that family that went missing assumed dead but we didn't know that i mean come on that's like soap opera 101 this mofo's coming back at some point so
0: okay
1: yeah yeah All right. there it's, you go it's still in the mix.
0: Okay. Good deal. Anything for you, Chris? Sound good? Any predictions that, that I missed? No, I think okay, we're good cool. like So let's move right on to chapter 32. Really detailed, dangerous so words. I'm, which the I'm icon was good. a harp. Yeah. Um, so thoughts about the chapter title now that you've read it. um, It's it's a very dangerous... I mean, it's it's more of a great game and everything you say is dangerous in the great game. So All words are dangerous.
1: Well, turns out not just what you say, but who you choose to speak to in certain environments. So, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah. Yep.
0: (laughs) So, yeah. Anything for you, Chris? You know, I'm
2: still confused as to what the heart really is going to be related to because, you know, every time I go back to it, I keep thinking and thinking and thinking about. So, like I was saying, when it comes to the harp, um, I always go back to Tom, but yeah. Sure. I'm wondering whether that's gonna so, have a deeper So We start out Donald getting up to Lord Bethanis
0: Demodred's Manor. And it's gigantic. It's like a giant fortress, fortress. Uh, as as our, our president Donald Trump would say, it's huge with no H. Huge. It's huge. Um <laughs> it's so big. It, it's so big. Um and yeah, um Perrin apparently is left behind because they don't need him. Um just gonna feel bad for Perrin, but at the same time, whatever. <laughs> he has yellow eyes. It'll probably cause a lot of stir with uh this whole game thing anyway. So better just leave him behind. And to kind of go through like who who's gonna play everybody. So Hirin is and is gonna be Ingtar's servant. Ingtar's gonna play himself. He's gonna be Shannarin, Lord. Uh, and Matt is going to be Rand's servant. And Matt's really pissed about this. So <laughs> um and Rance is like, dude, just play the part, don't give us away. Just 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 do it for once. Um, and Matt just has, you know, begrudgingly doing
1: all of it. So
0: let's start here.
1: Uh, first of all, well, I was I was gonna say Hi. what a fantastic like entourage to no, show no. up with. Like, you're an outland lord, uh and they thought they knew what they were getting when they invited you, because clearly people have been watching Rand for a while. Uh, but now, bam, he shows up with the Shinaran uh, Shinor Shinar Lord escort, uh, you know, with his own little manservant and an Aes Sedai, and uh, I mean, just and Ogier and Ogier. So,
2: yeah, I was about to say that, and an Ogier, like in the titles that they give, and you know like you said heck of a group which i think is important because people might have had
1: plans for rand if he just showed up with his little trio that he was in town with but now you add all these other wow factors to it now you're catching people off guard now there's people in the room that might have been plotting that are now like oh wait a minute i need to rethink this because what the fuck is going on here so that was pretty cool and mm-hmm. I love that Matt got so pissed, like, and can you blame him? <laughs> you know, again, short amount of time has passed since they left the Two Rivers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a year ago, they were all just dicking around, playing together as buddies in the town. And <laughs> now it's like, all right, you need to pretend that Rand is like this super high lord and you know, you're his servant. And like, <laughs> <left. laughs> fuck that. The fuck I will. That's... <laughs> Yeah. The hell you talking about? I'm not gonna play as <laughs> server. I got to it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's uh, no, crazy. You were crystal clear, and then it went. Yeah. I can't do anything it's, about it. I think
2: it's uh, literally the wi here it just sucks.
0: You're clear. You're you're clear right now. So go for your point. Quick pause. Go. Where does that go? So
2: Barthenus, even yes, he was how thrown off by the fact that. Rand showed up with such a high number of, like, uh, distinguished individuals in his company. So I thought that was pretty neat that he came up. He's like, ah, you, my young Lord Rand, you excite much comment in the city and in the houses. Perhaps we'll have a chance to talk this night. So when I first read that, I was like, this dude's up to something. Like, right away, I automatically assumed he was a snake in the grass. So I hope I wasn't the only one that had that feeling when I read
1: that. oh yeah well i don't trust anybody at this point so for sure yeah comment like that i was like what what's he plotting but everybody's plotting
0: yeah so before mithinus comes up though you know rangus the gate and the the guards of the gate aren't really happy about the size of rand's entourage i think they all thought was gonna come by himself so um but but they can't turn away who he brought, because he brought another lord. He brought an Ogier, which are really respected. And he brought an Isidat. So like they're like, well, we can't really say no, uh, but <laughs> kind of pissed that you brought this many people. So go on in. Um, and, and I like this opening scene, too, when they first walk in, and all the nobles are in their little clusters. They're talking, and there's all these like grandiose... Like I would guess like servants running around giving out food and performers, and no one's paying attention to any of them. Like, they could care less about the, all the entertainment because they're so stuck on themselves and trying to play this game and could, you know, uh, whatever, um, tr- trying to one up each other and, and learn little tidbits and what they can. Like, it's just all like gossiping hens, you know, a room full of them. <laughs>
2: yes. And then you get the the description. They drew every eye. Baron wore her brown fringe shawl, embroidered in grapevines. The announcement of an ice dice sent a murmur through the lords and ladies, and made the juggler drop one of his hoops, though no one was watching him any longer. The boy all received almost as many looks even before Ashen spoke his name, despite the silver embroidery on collar and sleeve. The otherwise Unrelieved black of Rand's coat made him seem almost stark the the carrier. Yeah. and his, sorry. and his and his and Ingtar swords drew many glances. None of the lords appeared to be armed. Rand heard the words hair and marked blade more than once. Some of the glances he received looked like frowns. He suspected they came from men he had insulted by burning their invitations. I'd love to know how many people
1: he pissed off that were there that night. <laughs> i'm sure well just about everybody i so i i underlined the part about uh none of the lords appear to be armed and the comments about the hair mark blade and obviously ingtar is going to stand out you know as a lord and he's carrying his sword as well um but i started thinking about it and like if if anybody had any thought at all that that night they were going to try and pan- pounce on rand or, like, you know, initiate some sort of physical attack or kill him or something like that, that's all out the window now. Because, well, everybody in this room, they play the game, and at this level, these are the people that have probably had people killed and all that jazz. They do all their stuff behind the scenes. Now we have a crew of people walking in there that very clearly could off everybody in that room, like, no problem, and everybody knows it. Like, the Aes Sedai could lightning bolt everybody right upside their head, uh, you know, we all know now how significant it is for somebody to carry a hairmark blade, and Rand actually knows how to use it these days. And, and a Shinian Lord, I mean, come on now, clearly he knows how to swing that metal. So uh it was it was a good showing, a good show of force uh, to to make sure they get out of there alive yeah. tonight.
0: Yeah, and then at this point, that's when Barthanas comes up. He introduces himself, but then kind of slips back away, talk to other people. Matt and Huron leave stage left to go down to the kitchens or wherever because they're servants. So they go out the back door or whatever down to wherever the servants are. Um, and Loyal kind of whispers over to Rand saying, I feel there's a way gate here. There's a way gate close by. So I don't know if you guys, what your guys thoughts were when Boyle said
1: that, but uh, oh, <laughs> shit. there, there goes the F and horn. Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah. At this point, Rand's kinda of like walking around the room. He's trying to avoid conversation as much as possible. Um, you get like a more description of what's going on, but then suddenly Berthanas is right next to Rand, like disappeared. Yeah. He's such a creep. Yeah. Just <laughs> kind of slides right in and um and he starts talking to Rand, asking a bunch of questions, and it's all small talk, but definitely positioning and and directing the conversation and asking very, very Uh, what seems to be small talk, but definitely not small talk. Very pointed Mm -hmm. questions.
1: Yeah, I like how when the introductions first happen, he kind of shows his power. He gives his little nods, not really bows, but, you know, nods to this entourage coming in. And even though Ran is the talk of the town, he's not just going to go up to Ran and start talking business with him. Because that would give Ran too much importance or make him seem more important than Barthanus himself. So he waits his time, but he doesn't wait long. Like once Rand kind of separates from his entourage and they start mingling, he swoops in very quickly to have his conversation. So yeah. Kind of kinda interesting how this is all playing out and how the game is played. And yeah. Yeah, I completely agree
2: with that. I mean, it's one of those situations where it's like how long he's even waiting to really get in there and have a good conversation with Rand and what other angles is he going to come at him with? And that was the first thing I started thinking was the small talk is great, but when are we going to get down to the really meat of the conversation?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then, um, yeah, he, he asked about the King um, and Rand's like, I don't know. him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> which was, which I thought was pretty, pretty funny. Darthannis uh, immediately is like, uh, "I'm surprised you played this game this well, Rand, for Andor.
1: Yeah, Which, which you know, pisses yeah. Rand off. He just wants to scream. I'm not playing any fucking yeah. game. But now, now, like one of the most powerful people here is telling him, "Boy, you you play this really yeah. well." He's <laughs> like, "Damn it, I don't want to play a game." <laughs> yeah,
0: and Rand's getting super frustrated about the questioning. Um, and you can tell he is. But eventually, Berthinus just kind of leaves the conversation. He's like, "All right, I'm done talking to you. I, I've learned enough. Bye." So let's talk about the whole what you th- guys thought about what was said or what the questions were. And let's talk about it,
1: Alan. I'm a little disappointed in you that you didn't. I mean, I, I guess you left the door open for us to bring it up, which obviously yes. we will. <laughs> uh, but but you you did not mention that Lan was in fact the man. Maybe maybe you didn't want to give us uh, credit for our predictions that we keep making and getting right, but but Lan is the man yet again, and Lan isn't even here, and he's still the fucking man. So, it, it, in this interaction, and Rand trying to figure out what to do, and he's like, alright, what did Varen say to do? And okay, just act confident, pretend to be a lord, and let me waltz like a pussycat or whatever cat the walk the is. that, Yeah, cat in the courtyard, and uh, the conversation about the hair mark blade and him saying that you know I'm barely a year old or something like that um it, it started making me think of i mean not just lan telling him these things to do before he goes in front of the amarlin but then the conversation that lan and moraine had and moraine was like lan why did you why did you teach Rand this stuff like it, it doesn't really bother me but it's we didn't discuss it ahead of time it wasn't part of the plan and lan was just like i mean i just I, I I felt like it was the right thing to do at the time. And then you think about, you know, the, the wheel weaves is the wheel weaves or whatever, whatever it is, or we, what is it? Wheel weaves is the wheel wheels. And, and land is land thought he was setting ran up for sec, success to go in front of the Amerlin and the eyes to die. Uh, and that wasn't it at all. It was preparing him for moments like this when he really had to, you know, rise up and make a showing in front of these folks. So, Land not even being here is still contributing in fantastic ways. So, land is the man.
2: I agree with you. And then also, just the Ogear in general. Like, we have this conversation about how Ogear pretty much helped to build the world of man and how engaged and involved they once were. And then we have, we know there's a way gate here in this area that Loyal can feel, which yeah, for some reason, I think I missed that the first go around. I didn't realize that he could mm-hmm. feel the way gates, um, you know, kind of like a radar for for the magic. And um, I wonder what magic ties yeah. the gear to the way gates, and why it doesn't tie other magical creatures to it? Yeah, they
0: um, they did talk about that in either world. Know. So that's how they found the way gate in in Camelon, underneath the cellar, underneath the guy's shop or whatever. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but I'm wondering, that, like, what is it that really ties them to it? Like, or is it like what the, about the Waygates? Is it a different yes, type but, of magic that
0: O'gears? So, the Waygates were, I think this was talked about in either world, but they were a gift from the male Aes Sedai for letting them stay in the steady to the Gears. So, the Ways were built for the Gears. So, yeah, I, I think it has that. something to do with that, that because they were built for the Gears, they have a I guess some kind of tie to them.
1: Mm, maybe it's darker than yeah. that. There's some spin off story where, like, in order to create a way gate, you have to sacrifice an ogre child.
0: <laughs>
2: See, that was where my mind went. Maybe it wasn't really good at all. Maybe it was <laughs> <laughs> I watched Jordan yeah. be as twisted as Martin was, so I'm yeah. waiting for
1: all yeah. the truth. And, and what's worse is the, the male Aes Sedai let the the ogre and the Steadings select the. The, the child gear to be sacrificed. Yeah. Okay. Mm. It's dark. dark.
0: It, 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 Very dark. But how, I mean, how young's this child? Like 20? Like 30?
1: 30? I don't know. I guess, I guess they could be 30 yeah. or 40 and still be young. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Going to the questions um, there. You seem restless is the first statement that he makes as if he is implying that Rand is up to something or Rand really has got something going on with him, which kind of lends to like, what do you really know? Like, are do you have the horn hidden somewhere? And are you trying to now taunt Rand? I thought maybe he was playing a good game of, you know, and really uh, aggravating Rand to the point where he could just get under uh-huh. his skin really badly. So there was that moment that really kind of threw yeah. me off right
1: away. I, I kind of, so this kind of softened me up for uh, Lord Barthanus. Uh The way he was asking the questions, I got the feeling he was trying to see if Rand was someone he could trust. And not that he was asking questions to try and find ways to manipulate Rand, if that makes sense. Just the way the back and forth went. Um so yeah. so I started thinking, okay, maybe there's more to this guy that we don't know. Maybe I was a little too quick to judge and put him in the bad guy category. Um, which I mean, I guess maybe he still is, I don't know. Um, but I don't know. I at at this point I was like, all right, let's see where this goes before I get, you know, too anti Lord Barthenis. You know?
2: I agree with you. I love the way Rand answered. He's like, I like to walk. And he had this arrogant walk going, but he's using the cat crosses the courtyard, which is, like you said, taught to him by land. But then he softens the blow and says, this is a fine party. You have many friends. and I've never seen so many entertainers. And many friends, he agrees, you can tell uh, Galdron how many and who. Some of their names might surprise him. So he really did think that Rand was here as a spy for the king, not necessarily
1: as somebody accepting the invitation that was given to him. Yeah, he's definitely feeling that out. And then after the back and forth, he says, as you say, you have given me much to think on. Uh, I believe we may find common ground when we talk again. So he, in conclusion, he's not trying to make an enemy of Rand. And between this random ass party showing up with Rand and little conversation they had, like I I, I think uh, Lord uh, Bar, Barthain, how do you, oh man, I'm already butchering it, Barthain?
0: Barthain, Barthain um, or-
1: you, yeah, just a little caught off guard, and maybe Ran was not what he was expecting or told to expect by somebody, and trying to find a um, you know, somebody that might be on his side yeah. versus making an enemy from him, sure. you know?
0: Yeah, so after they leave, Rand's in there wondering what he, if he said anything wrong, of course. And he walks into the next room and sees our good friend Tom. And Tom's up there performing, doing his thing. Uh, uh, he's, Rand's always positive Tom sees him, but doesn't react at all. And like, Rand thinks, okay, clean break. Fine. He doesn't want to talk to me. I get it. I'm leaving. And he turns to leave, and then these this, this woman stops him. And then more women show up and they all start hitting on them. It's like, uh, I think someone in chat just said the real housewives of Kyrian." Um, it's, uh,
1: <laughs> it was, <ridiculous. laughs>
0: so, so let's talk about this.
1: These women are ferocious, yeah. like, and they got to know that everybody in there is watching them interact with Rand the same way they watched Rand interact with everybody else. So, uh, they're shameless, I don't care who sees them even the ones that are married I mean there's one that doesn't have a husband and makes a joke about it but the other ones that do they're all up in Rand's grill and full view of everybody so yeah. a little shady
0: Yeah.
1: yeah I completely agree. it is
2: really bad how like loosey-goosey they are with themselves and how they were quick to come right out to them and be like hey my husband's nowhere to be found you should come <laughs> hang out with me like that That's really bad, like they deserve
0: everything
2: they get from this point forward.'t yeah. think you let me stop,
0: <laughs> yeah, like I said, other women show up it's 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 super scandalous they're 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 not even hinting, they're just straight up like come sleep with me, kind of thing, uh even though I have a husband it's it's and and this is all part of the game as well, obviously, um who knows whether they'll actually go through with it, maybe they're trying to bait him into saying yes, and then they can use it as leverage. That like, why would you be a homewrecker? You know, I mean, I, I, there's a million different ways my mind went with this, but before it goes any further, Rand, you know, uh, uses Tom's excuse to get out of um, the situation. Final, final th- yeah. thoughts on on this thing before we move to the top, to conversation with Tom are.
1: Yeah, I mean, we got to jump to the Tom conversation because that really wraps that scenario up really well.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so it gets to Tom, and Tom immediately has a response about it, just like, uh, yeah, she'll teach you a few things, uh, that one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is is my favorite line of the book so far. Uh, You know, he's obviously he can't overreact or he has to be careful how he engages with Rand, but, you know... (laughs) says to him, I, I recognize those three boy. Hmm. Ran Taberwin alone would give you an education such as every man should have at least once in his life. <laughs> if he could live through it. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is also about the husbands, I might have- yeah, this is Tom telling on himself a little bit. Uh he's he's probably had such an education from if not that woman, a woman like that. Um <laughs> i don't know i just
2: oh no he spoke specifically about her he definitely was educated about her that's that what that's of what i'm before. thinking they probably yeah. back and forth and then of course he jumps in and then he gets straight to business right. like i thought you were clear of aes Sedai half the talk here tonight is of andor lord appearing with no warning and an aes Sedai at his side He's like, You're you're letting the white tower put you in the cooking pot this time.
0: Yeah. Which is interesting. So yeah, he tells Tom that, you know, he's here because he's trying to find the horn, that the horn was stolen. Um, that Bethes is a dark friend. And Tom's like, keep your voice down. Like, everyone's listening right now, don't say those kind of words here. Um, you know, it's really dangerous. Um Yeah, Tom's like, I don't really want to help. Like you you're in this on your own at this point. Like
1: <laughs> Yeah. Why don't I, you know, I, I disagree okay. there. I think at this point, especially seeing the Aes Sedai, to Tom is starting to get pulled back in. And Tom is like, well, if you're caught up in this okay. shit, um, you know, he feels more pulled into it. And Rand is kind of like, no, 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 no. I don't want to get you back sure. into this. I, I literally just need to get away from those, those girls. But whereas Tom wanted to clock out and retire before and get his timeshare. Uh, once he sees the Aes Sedai and starting to see Rand get sucked back into all of this bullshit, for whatever reason, Tom feels very protective of, of him, mm-hmm. of Rand. And I, I think he's wanting to get back in, um, well, in a position to, to, to help Rand.
2: See, I don't know if it's so much he's very protective of Rand or just so against the Aes Sedai at this point that he'll do anything despite that. That's them. true.
1: You know, he, uh, was it his son or his nephew? His nephew that was his nephew and, and yeah. it might be that he just sees so much of his nephew in him and worries you know uh not wanting that same fate for for anybody else so you might be right he might it might be more the hate but either way i, I think at this point tom is getting pulled back in and wanting to uh assist yeah. we
2: well, yeah, i mean tom goes on to ask about the horn it's like i thought the horn was safe i thought you'd be free of them that's kind of what he alluded to or you know at least that's the mm-hmm. point that Rand made to him. And then he's like, You sound as if it isn't safe. You didn't sound that way before and then he admitted it to him like like it was stolen. And then you can see Tom was just like, Oh Lord, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yep
0: so yeah and then hearing yeah. shows up right at this point and says Matt's been hurt and you know we I mean, have half a second kind of almost buys it and he's like oh it's obviously a ploy to get him away like okay got it play along yeah Matt's hurt oh my god gotta help save him
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> clumsy fool what good is to be if he can't walk I suppose I'd better come see how badly he's hurt himself yeah. I bet ran enjoyed acting that out a little <laughs> bit uh, <laughs> but I, I think he I, I I think he's starting to uh, have a little fun with this being a lord uh, thing. Oh, sure. oh yeah. So
0: oh, yeah. I think it comes quite natural. Yeah. So. Yep. yeah. And then as Rand goes to leave. Yeah. Almost like it's meant to be.
1: Oh, yeah, maybe. maybe.
0: And then as Rand goes to leave, Tom uh, stops him real fast and gives him one last little bit of advice, saying,
2: That's my favorite line, by the way. He says, You play very well at being a lord, but remember this. Karin may play days tomorrow but it was the white tower made the great game in the first place. Yep. Watch yourself.
1: <laughs> whoa. Away. whoa. That whoa is all I got. Whoa.
2: Yep. That's really all you need. And then <laughs> yeah, Ryan's just like, on. lead on, man.
0: <laughs> and that's what we end the chapter with with with, with Rand leaving. But, yeah, that's a, kind of a big uh, uh, warning from Tom. Like, you know, hey, you know, the Kyron, you know, they play this game, but, yeah, the white tower, that's that's the real game. Um <laughs>
1: They, in, they invented yeah. this shit. So, Yeah. Uh, uh, so,
0: anyways. So, final thoughts about the chapter or anything we missed or anything else you guys want to talk about?
2: Yeah, as far as the chapter goes, I think we hit it pretty well on. I mean, at the end of the day, we're seeing that Rand really does make out to be a really good lord. I would have to say he's mm-hmm. done a fine job of it. Um, and everything's kind of happening around him and we have these character developments, but they're happening so quick, I don't think these characters are going to really be that vital. Like, the the women that were named and things like that, like, the fact that they were brought up and then they came at Rand makes me wonder, like, will they come up again? Will he need banner people and have to steal these women's, like, force and corrupt, take their husbands over? With, like, I don't know. My mind goes in a million different places because we have you know, 12 more books to read and mm-hmm. anything could happen mm-hmm. between now and then. Yeah. So it makes me wonder if these women will ever come back up. Uh, and the yeah,
0: same the these women. Yeah, you never
1: know. I do have one more thing. Uh, and in all of these chapters, I don't have anyone to place it on, but um, I was thinking about our dark friend, social mm-hmm. and wasn't one of, one of the women that was being described a carrying in lady. I believe so,
0: I think there was a chiron um,
1: right, so I'll go back and look th- then I'm racking yeah I-, I believe so, so then I'm like racking my brain as to who do we have any sort of evidence that that might who that might be at this point, and I haven't found anything that points to it, but uh, I mean that's just another layer into everything we're watching here we We're talking about the king and the former king and the all these males that you know we have to worry about. Uh, and then the horn and blah, 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 blah. But also we, we have somebody, some dark friend that's been tasked to, you know, intervene and cause a ruckus and we don't even know who the fuck that is right now. So yeah, that's a craziness going on. Yeah. All right.
0: Moving on to chapter 33, a message from the dark. Um, And the icon was a leaf, uh, the trifold leaf. Um, I think last week when you guys talked about this, you predicted this, we might be going back and talking to the girls. Um, yeah,
1: I said that. I was way off.
0: <laughs> no, we're, we're still in the same place. Um, yep.
1: <laughs> we
0: already knew that
2: the leaf was in relation to the mm-hmm. the waste, yeah, right? Yeah I,
1: yeah, I just didn't.
0: I can't remember the name of the
1: tree or I didn't whatever, put it together.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. The, 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 I just, the, the title is to me until it went back, well, until we get further into the chat. okay, yeah, Let's just put it that definitely. Way. But for a minute, I thought Bial's was coming back when I reread the.
0: the yeah. Title. yeah, I kind Because haven't heard
2: from him in a while. Been, uh, I, I've actually missed no, he came. He, he
0: showed up in the Portal Stone uh, world for a little bit when he gave Rand the brand. Yeah, um, but it's still yeah. been a while.
2: Like I expected him. Like yeah, every true. Other chapter. Yeah, true.
0: Anyway, uh, he he's he's easy to get shit dudes. together. Uh, he's he, think things are kind of like going crazy right now in his world. So he's trying to, he's trying to get a shit together, like you said. So uh, <laughs> so mm-hmm. let's, uh, let's get right into this chapter. So, um, Rand follows Hiran uh, down, uh, check on Matt. Obviously Matt's fine. Um, and Hiran's like, I found the trail. They went to a garden and they didn't come out. I think they're still in the garden. <laughs> um, and yeah. Um, they, they were trying to get the other people to come down, too, but apparently everybody was busy. Inktar was, was cornered, and Varen was with their, their Thanos. And Loyal's already down.
2: Is this really bad of me? For a moment, I thought this was a trap, and that her Ooh. was part of
1: it. Ooh.
2: Like, when I first started reading this, and all of a sudden, everybody was conveniently too caught up, I was like, no, please, 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 no. I like yeah. this senior sniffer. Please don't be a bad guy. Don't be a dark friend. Like
0: I, I, I had so much. Well, he turns out to be well, okay. You. So
1: <laughs> for for now, I mean, we, we do good. know there is a Shinerian and dark friend, dark party friend, party person. Yeah. So.
2: True. Yeah, but it, it can't be here. It really can't be. I just I would lose all hope of humanity if he turns out yeah, to be a dark I, I'd friend. i
1: I feel pretty bad if, if that turned out to be the case so i agree yeah yeah so yeah shame on you for thinking that yeah <laughs> three 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 hail <laughs> Marys and one our father and uh, you know you are forgiven <laughs> oh, sure
0: <laughs> um and loyal's already down there um he, he apparently he was not busy talking to someone so they were able to get him down there oh yeah and we learned a little bit more about why the Gear left um Kyrie is because they stopped paying them to work. They're like, yeah, we'll just give you IOUs. Just keep building your city. Um and the are like, yeah, bump this. We're not helping you build anymore. That's why the Oggear had left. <laughs> <laughs> um sounds about right in modern politics and things like that. Yeah, we'll just we'll pay you later. Just keep doing stuff, right? Uh, huh. Anyway, um so uh Matt's still down there, still pissed about being a servant. Um you know and you no, know, Matt can't feel the dagger either. That's nothing he points out. It's like I can't feel the dagger. I, it, it's not there. And Rand's like, well, maybe it's in the chest. I don't know. Um, you know, and loyal. And this is when loyal's like, uh, I think this is the point where they go to the Guardians and loyal's like, it's you know, there's a waygate there.
1: So, yeah.
0: So let's talk about this whole opening scene.
2: Well, I, I like just to kind of pause real quick, though, that there was a little bit more to that statement from Matt. It's like I, I feel fine but I certainly didn't have any trouble leaving the other servants. So you put the emphasis on other, that <laughs> is hilarious. The ones who were asking if you starved me thought I was sick and didn't come close to me. So we can see here that Matt is physically declining even though he's still just as mm-hmm. sharp as ever. So uh, I, we see that and then we read it, which kind of is you know, concerning yeah. to me that Matt's... Uh, becoming less of a man and more
0: of a a zombie. Well, <laughs> Matt, Matt says something also about Rand, you know, being mad, and I was like, "What are you talking about, uh, Matt? Rand's not mad."
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, the, the Khyers would never have let him in here if he <laughs> were not a lord. They are the ones who are mad.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, which which is kind of dissing Rand at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> But so when, when they when they get there and Matt's like, don't feel the dagger, blah, blah, blah. Loyal bends down to talk to Rand and says, I told you this was an ogier grove once, Rand. The way gate is within that wall. I can feel it. Which is nice that they let him finish a sentence because this is fucking important. Uh, so it's a good thing they didn't interrupt him this time.
0: They go to the gardens at this point and they get in there. They're all super nervous. Um You know, finally, Heron points to a wall and says, it's back behind there. And Loyal's like, yeah, there's a wing gate behind that wall. Rand sends Matt to go get everyone else. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Rand sends Matt away. Matt's all pissed um, because he's like, yeah, make sure you limp too because you're supposed to be hurt. He's like, now I have to act like a servant and limp for you. Like, what else do you want me to do, Lord Rand?
1: (laughs) (laughs) At once, my lord, as my lord wishes.
0: He's like, next to a yeah. broken
1: neck. Fantastic.
0: <laughs> so, Randon asks Loyal to boost him up so he can see better. Um, and, you know, Loyal, of course, like, okay, I'll boost up a little bit. There might be people there, so be careful. And, of course, Rand just scrambles right over the wall. And Loyal's like, no, stop. Don't do that. But, uh, yep, too late. He goes over and sees the way gate. Um, it's there and goes and opens the way gate. And Mosh and Shin is right there waiting for them.
1: Yeah, I can't say that I'm surprised now. I was surprised when Rand and Loyal were creeping up on um, Fane and the Trollocs and he just went straight in and, you know, took the dagger, took the chest. At that point, I was like, whoa, this is kind of ballsy. But now that's kind of like Rand's thing. He's just jumping right in. Uh, and then I'm thinking to myself, oh, man, he's got Loyal with him. So if he could get in there, they could travel the ways. Like, I was a little fearful that our uh, our – Band of brothers and sister, um, we're getting ready to get split up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's be let's be honest. If if the if Mushashin wasn't there, Rand would have been like, "All right, let's go." Like yep. he wouldn't have hesitated. So, well,
2: I don't know. I think Rand's smart enough now at this point. To yeah, well, I don't, I don't think so backup, because time at
1: this point, the clock's ticking for Matt. It's not so much the horn for Rand. I, I think at this point, it's still very much getting that dagger for Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knows Matt's fading, and he knows if they went through the way gate, they they're very far off by now, quite possibly. So uh, that and herein is, you know, he could only manage to follow the scent, but for so long it fades over time. I I think if he could have, he'd have ran right in with the group that he had and try to figure it out.
0: Yeah. So the weird thing about this is rather than them just seeing Machin Chan on the other side of the way gate, there's the bulge out. And they could hear it talking, you know, doing its, you know, sweet flesh, want to eat you. And but it's also saying Al Thor as well, which is really freaky. <laughs> so the, the 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 yeah, it's almost like they have a conscious, like they knew who he
2: was, because it's like, like you said, they they came out and they are talking about blood in general, like blood so sweet, so sweet to drink, the blood, blood that drips. Drips, drops so red, pretty eyes, fine eyes. I have no eyes. Pluck the eyes from your head, grind your bones, split your bones inside your flesh, suck your marrow while you scream, 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 sing, scream, sing your screams. And worst of all, a whispering thread through all the rest. Out Thor, out Thor, out Thor. So, like, it's almost like multiple consciousness collected. And being driven towards one task. That's like, how did somebody or something gain control of all of these individual souls?
1: It's like this chaotic evil is starting to become more focused. And how did it get to that point? Like you said, someone driving it or... Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Rand doesn't really think much here. He immediately embraces the void, uh, fills himself with the power, and just starts hurling fire at the Black Wind, um, you know, without caring that Loyal and Heron are standing right there. Um, and the gate does close. And we found out that the Loyal actually, with all the madness, repl- you know, got in there and replaced the leaf to close the gate.
2: Yeah, they they really do talk about go it, to a lot of detail in regards to uh, Rand using the power. But no yeah, one knows, the description seems
1: to be able to see it. Yeah, the, the description Did of you, you know <laughs> him inside, Dean, it's it's all what he's feeling inside. And when you mention that, Alan, I'm I'm quickly re-read, rereading because I didn't take it that he demonstrated using the power where they could see him. Yeah. I think I think everybody else, like Loyal, was obviously focused on putting that piece back and was mm-hmm. distracted in that task. Yeah, I think all the description of the fire blazing and this, that, and the other, I think that was all what Rand was feeling inside of him. I don't think it was really shown outward that he was yeah. using this power. Sure. So a close a, a close call, almost a full reveal. Yeah. But not quite.
0: Yeah. So he lets the stores go once the gate closes with an effort. It's tough for him to actually let go of it. Um but, um, you know, but then Rand turns and says, you know, the, the ways are not an option, so I guess we're screwed. And um, You know, but they're also very thankful Loyal is able to get the Leaf and Loyal's being super humble about it. Yeah, and Heron's like, well, can, can we go ahead and leave now? Like, we've been in the garden for a while. People are going to start getting kind of suspect. So can, can we go get out of here? <laughs> I think he's the only one
2: in his right mind in the whole thing. As awkward as he may be. Like he's all right guys let's let's get moving let's go. Um, but yeah. of course there's a million and a half questions. And when they Rand jumped back like over boys, the wall, so
0: yeah, Rand did think did he saw fast. something move. Um like in the bushes or something like that, but then he couldn't see it again. So was there someone watching?
1: I assume in this in this city there's always someone watching. Yeah. Um so, yeah, I'm right there. Yeah. With you. So they can, get can we back up just a, a half sure. a tick uh-huh. uh, so Ran Rand says we'll never follow Fane through that Ran touched Loyal's arm thank you you did save us and then it goes to his like internal monologue you saved me at least it was killing me killing me and it felt wonderful I underline that but like I don't know what to make of that is it oh it was the one power
2: Let's
0: say
1: like he was so dark. Killing that, me softly. That, with that is what he was all about. <laughs> killing <my whole> <laughs> with words, killing me with this <laughs> softly. No, so that's not where I was getting at. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's not where I was going with this. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Uh, so I guess that would make more sense, Chris, if he's referring to sidine and, and using the power and how it was killing him, draining him. But was it that? Could it have been that Mashashin was like reaching out and? I don't know, in that connection with it, he felt himself being lost to that darkness?
2: I didn't really take it that way. I, I, I just... He was beating the darkness off with the light, and he's channeling yeah, it, through himself. It was overwhelming him. Yeah, overwhelmed. Okay, like, he sense. doesn't know how to do it. He just did
1: it. Okay. And right.
2: so right. he was cool, just cool. being impacted that way.
0: So, yeah, so they go back to the manor, um, and Variner and are, are standing there together. Um, waiting uh and they're like okay we got to leave now um uh, we'll explain everything later um the horn's gone but we got to go uh let's get out of here and and barthanas stops them to talk to them as they're heading out um and and he knows a whole lot already obviously he's like he knows what and they're staying in um the great tree um and you know basically says you know why are you leaving so soon and he's like oh yeah we have pressing business blah blah, blah. we got to go uh, and he's kind of like, well, hopefully we we'll see each other again. And as they walk away, he grabs Rand and gives Rand one more message.
1: Yeah. So this had me tripping. Um, you wade even deeper in the game than I thought when I heard your name, I could not believe it yet. You came and you fit the description and it's almost like he couldn't believe it, but everything was lining up like this had to be true he says i was given a message for you and i think i will deliver it after all what the freak i mean
2: he, says he will wait for you on common head he has what you seek and if you want it you must follow and if you refuse to follow him he says he will hound your blood and your people and those you love until you will face him it sounds mad of course a man like that saying he will hound a lord and yet there's something about him. I think he is mad. He has the knowledge to do that. Like he's been in yeah. Rand's town. He knows Rand's father. Like he's no stranger to yeah. Rand. So this is not an idle threat. This is something yeah. he can actually do, which is interesting.
1: I did. I did underline when he was thinking about, you know, what you were saying, Fane could do it. <laughs> and then he thinks at least Egwene is safe in the white tower. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, do you, "Do you think Rand would have ever thought that when they left uh-huh. the Two Rivers that yeah. well, at least at least Segwayne will be safe in the White Tower?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Change of perspective.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think Baratheon per- does actually ask well, what's in the box too. does he? What's in the box? What's in the, yeah. box? What's in the oh, box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Oh, what's in the box? <laughs> But Rand just leaves. Um, And he leaves quickly. Uh, He wants to get the hell out of it. At at that point, Rand tells everyone that that they've taken the the horn through the way gate.
1: Craziness. I didn't see any of this coming.
0: Well, you know, I
2: kind of, I'm going to be honest with you. When, what, a few chapters back last episode, when they were like, yeah, they're there, but they're not moving, I was like, either they're scheming something or they are moving and they just can't be sensed. And then, we, as soon as I found out there was a way gate here in the mansion, I was like, oh, that's how they got away. Because we know that the dark ones, got yeah. to the way gate pretty well, no matter what gender they are.
0: Yeah. Or not gender.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what type of person or. So, yeah, thing so they, they make they their
0: are. way back to the inn. Um, and when they get there, uh, Rand kind of recounts what happened at the way gate. Um, and Varian says, well, that's impossible. Um, you know, Machin Chin doesn't have a mind where it can just guard like that's not how it works and Ransley I'm just telling you what I saw like it was there and it was waiting for us so we can't use it
1: mm. and, do you and really then- think do you really think Pat and Fane can do what Ten I Sedai could not and obviously yes he can but that puts in perspective like how dangerous this is we're where in how, how strong Pat and Fane has become. Yeah. Yeah. And there's complete dis- despair
0: everywhere. Uh Ingtar's pissed and upset. You know, the horn's gone. Um, and Rand says, you know, well, we have to go. We know, at least we know what the horn is. And like, they don't believe, like, why would they tell you the truth? Like, and Rand's like, I don't know, but he said Toman head. He's going to kill people like at the two rivers. You know, kill my, my, you know, basically people I love. So uh, I'm going to go to Tomen head. You guys don't have to follow me. I'm leaving. They're like, it's going to take you months to get there though. Like it's the other side of the world. Um, and that's when they suggest, I think, going to the study, right? Are we there yet?
1: yeah. Ba-ba-ba. There are other way gates. Steading Sofu lies not far from the city, south mm-hmm. and east. It is a young Steading, rediscovered only perhaps 600 years ago. <laughs> a young Steading. 600 years, yeah. But though Gear elders were still growing the ways, then Steading Sofu will have a way gate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It is there and we will ride at first light.
0: So we also find that Matt's still sick and getting worse at this point. Um, and Varen starts asking Rand how he feels. Um and he says, you know, he says he feels fine. They just need to go ahead and hurry up and, and get then and do what needs to be done. And then after that, he's done with the what's <laughs> there. That's how we he end keeps this chapter. That, he keeps coming back to him,
1: so. Yeah. Interesting. So that,
0: not a long chapter, but a lot of stuff happens. You had the whole Waygate scene, then you had the whole message from Fane through Barthenos, which was kind of kind of freaky. So
1: Yeah, I wonder if we get any more backstory on uh I mean, obviously, we get a tiny bit more in the next chapter, but Mm -hmm. uh, more backstory on Barthanos and whatnot and how he got tied in all this or what was being held over his head or what sin did he commit in the past that – I don't know. Yeah. There's there's definitely a lot there.
0: Sure. Any final
2: thoughts from you, Chris? Well, I think this is kind of a pivotal moment in regarding to uh, Rand – and I say that because Rand is really acting like a Lord, like his interactions were, I'd like to do this or let me sit back and watch what's going to happen. It was, this is what's happening. This is what's going down. Follow me or not. I can give a damn. Mm-hmm. I'm going to handle business and this is how I'm
1: going to do it. And, and, and how, and how about how he relates to him. this Aes Sedai? Like he, and, he used know, to be for, for him, uh, afraid pain. of Aes Sedai and he probably still doesn't like them. Obviously. But after... do with
2: the his What's four, that? Four. Um, you know, I made the statement about him becoming more and more of a lord, and then he just made the statement like this is what I'm gonna do, follow me mm-hmm. or not, and he said that to an Aes Sedai, which kind of shows growth yeah. from where and he after... started Baron gives a description to him about what's happening to Matt.
1: But... He just puts like he puts her in her place. He's like, I do not need another spur, Aes Sedai. Like, <laughs> I I know what's going on. I don't need you to tell me that shit. Like, could you ever imagine him talking to any am Moraine like that uh, a month or two ago? Like, no, he's he's rising up, man. So yeah, that's it. That's in this chapter. Unless you guys have anything else,
0: Nah, bro. All right, and moving on to chapter thirty-four, the wheel weaves. Um, and the icon is the wheel of time symbol. Um, which which by the way, the wheel weaves is kind of where we get the wheel reads. It's the play on that. That's how I came up with the name of the podcast. If you guys haven't caught on to that yet, um, I, don't,
1: I don't see it. I don't yeah, see it.
0: Uh, don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, um, it's it's one of those ambiguous uh, chapter titles, which could be anything. But this is a fun one, um, and, and and definitely the wheel is turning here. Uh, there's a lot of big shifts that happen here. So um,
1: the, the first half to this chapter, uh, from Tom's perspective, could have been called choices. Yeah. Because I feel like he's getting pushed into decisions here. Yeah. yeah.
0: Which one prediction that I, I, that Chris had made a few episodes ago that I forgot to mention. um, He said it jokingly. Those that that Dina was going to die. And I said, I said, Is that a prediction? he's like, No, nah, no, nah, I'm just joking. So,
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you got to predict to your
0: dad. <laughs> <he said. laughs> we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> anyway, so let's go ahead and jump right into this. Unless you guys want to talk more about the chapter title, The Will Weaves.
1: Now, let's get it.
0: All right, let's go right into it. So, we get a Tom point of view. Um, and it's Tom. He's walking. Through the city, the sun's starting to rise. Um, he's making his way back to his inn. He had stopped at the great tree uh, where Rand was staying. He, was, he he couldn't stop thinking about helping Rand out. But when he got there, they weren't there anymore. They already left. Um, and The reason why he had been so late, too, is because the nobles had kept on asking him tons of questions about Rand. Because uh, I saw him talking to Rand, and they were super interested in what was happening to Rand. Um, yeah, so... Uh, before we get to the end anything about this uh our thoughts about the nobles keeping him do you think it was a ploy or do you think it was just their interest in Rand, or it's just part of the game uh there's so many different ways you can t- you can kind of read into this
1: uh, i mean i just made note of how you know tom's whole mind is whirling you remember before when he was promising dina that he wasn't going to get back into the game mm-hmm. and uh he, I assume he wasn't. It's interesting that he was performing where he was. I know money is money, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I I can't imagine you could even perform there without getting caught up in it. But but anyways, uh, but then all this happens with Rand and everything, and he's already a million things going through his mind, mm-hmm. not knowing what direction he's going to take next. Um, yeah. so he he's he's at this precipice, trying to figure out his next move. Right. So yeah, he gets to the end, goes up
0: to his room, and uh, go ahead, Chris. Listen, if we read further in, it's harder and yeah.
2: harder to believe uh, that there was any coincidence in him actually yeah. performing. There.
0: So yeah, so Not he gets the end, he goes, up, goes up, goes up, goes up, goes up to his room, and sees Dana lean, lying on the bed. He looks at her, you know, sees her back, and thinks, you know, tonight's the night that I'm going to let her perform for the first time. He's like, I'll go wake her and let her know that tonight's the night. I'm going to let her know. So he goes to go wake her, rolls her over, and sees the glazed over eyes and her throat slit, and there's a pool of blood next to her. And she dead dead. She really is. I felt,
2: when I read this, I felt absolutely horrible. I was like, I wanted her to be
0: the next
2: biggest name assassin or something. And yeah she was dead. I was like, yeah. "Oh man, I did that."
0: Yeah. And at this now, point, Tom's been. mind is just swirling because you can just imagine emotions are are. He feels like he's about to throw up because just so many emotions. It's just horrified, utter despair. Can't even. I don't think he's even processing at this point. You know, that's just that that adrenaline immediately starts hitting in, and he hears the wardrobe door creak and does, instinctively doesn't even think, just lets a dagger go.
2: Can I just say this scene <laughs> excited me so much. I was like
0: Tom the
2: Amazing. <laughs> he spun knives coming out of his sleeves and leaving his hands in the same motion. The first blade took the throat of the fat, balding man with a dagger in his hand. The man stumbled backwards, blood bubbling around his clutched fingers as he tried to cry out spitting on his bad leg threw Tom's other blade off, though. The guy stuck in the right shoulder of the heavy, muscled man. The scars on his face. <laughs> like, Tom's a bad-ass dude. Like, I just can't even, like, his, even with his bad leg, he's still, like, a
1: huge... Yeah, threat. for sure.
2: So, and it, we talked about before
1: how, like, we wondered if there was more to Tom, if he was part of some guild or something like that, more than just a Gleeman. And then we find out about his life here, where he used to be part of this great game. And what part did he play? I mean, he has these fucking assassin like skills. Was he one of the assassins that would go off people for, you know, different houses for pay or whatever? Like, mm-hmm he's still way more of a fighter and way more skilled as a fighter than he ought to be for just a gleeman so there's there's more history there for sure
0: yeah yeah so he hits the guy in the arm the guy has a dagger now can't use the arm because he has a dagger in his arm so the guy goes to try to run and tom slashes the guy in the leg you know pretty much hamstrings the guy and the guy's down the ground, at that boy, and Tom just doesn't kill him right away, just puts the I think the knife up to his eye. Right? Wasn't his eye? Yeah, his eye and says
1: so, Yeah. Yeah like literally right up to his eye.
0: Yeah. And it was like it was like, tell me why. Why? And the guy's like, dude, the great the game, man. It's the game. It's the game. Like, you're part of it. You know how this works. Like, it's just the game. Yeah. No hard feelings, man. You know, you yeah, no play right? Right? the game. And, and Tom's like uh you know the guy starts trying to like you know and he's like who ordered the hit it's like Barthanos, you know he's the one who ordered the hit you know he just wants to know more about this rand guy and tom's like he's just a shepherd like i don't know why you guys are so crazy about him he's a shepherd like he's not even the person like and, and the guy starts trying to bargain with tom he's like he's like well listen obviously you know more about him than i do people want to know about rand you got connections i know people how about we get make a deal i pay you some money you know it should never touch the girl and then drives his dagger home
1: yeah i i i I forgot for a moment that um tom is one of the few characters that you know knew these boys uh from the very beginning like he knows for a fact he's just a shepherd right um and and even now he's trying to make sense of it because Think about the last time he saw Rand and now watching Rand and everything unfold and caught up, not just caught up in the game, but clearly playing it better than everybody else while not even trying and he's got eyes to die around him. So Mm -hmm. and and then, of course, finding his woman dead like Tom's brain has got to be spinning in a million freaking directions right now. Like I I feel for the man. This is his whole world. And, you know, we joked about the whole he's getting ready to retire sort of thing. Like, how effed up is this? Think about the the life that, you know, when he was younger playing the game, uh, I'm sure he didn't have much time for, like, real romances outside of what might, uh, you know, gain oh. him favor in playing the game. And then he traveled a lot as a gleeman. And he's finally decided, okay, I'm getting old. I want to settle down. Let me find a little piece of my life. And then Rand shows up and shit hits the fan. Like, mm-hmm. he, you can't help but feel bad for him at this point. Yeah,
2: I completely agree. But we also have to remember yeah, we, this isn't necessarily Rand playing the game either. Rand the up in Moraine's game. They all feel like they got choices and they're making decisions. And at the end of the day, Moraine is off meditating and thinking to herself, Huh. By now Rand should be doing this and this person should be doing yeah. that. Yeah. She's the one that's playing the yeah. game from a far distance.
0: So at this point the innkeeper comes in, um and Tom almost kills her, but then he stops himself because he realizes it's the innkeeper and she's like, What happened here? Uh you know, she's looking around like, Holy crap, Tom, I told you not to play the game. You gotta leave now. Like, get out of the city. Like, this is not safe. And then she notices Dina. And she's like, oh, Tom. And Tom's just basically like, well, yep, I got another. I say, I'll leave the city, but I got another man to kill first. <laughs> and she's like, don't get yourself killed, Tom, over this. Like, just just leave. I'll clean the mess up. Like, just get out of here. Um, and, and he's like, well, you know, Bar- Barthanas ordered the hit. So I got to go after Barthanas. She's like, you haven't heard? Barthanas is dead. Um, they found him this morning. His head you know the they couldn't even recognize the body except for his head was on the spike.
1: Oh hey, so I have to back up just a little bit. Uh I feel like we didn't do Dina justice here. Uh and as much as Chris and I were very suspicious of her and, and whatnot, I I feel like this needs to be read aloud for Tom's justice for Dina. Um with the back and forth of this guy trying to bargain with Tom. And and you could tell Tom kind of settles it in his mind. He just looks back at him and says, you've made one real mistake in it all. A mistake, the man's far hand was beginning to slide down toward his belt. No doubt he had another dagger there. Tom ignored it. Tom says, you should have never touched the girl. The man's hand darted for his belt. Then he gave one convulsive start as Tom's knife went home. And remember, Tom was holding that knife at his eye, so. He, yeah. he tells him he effed up touching the girl and jams a knife in the dude's eye. That yeah. bless you, yeah. Dina. Uh this is your farewell. And uh we enjoyed you for the three pages we had you.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, she definitely yep. was the shortest lived character and she quickly became had, a favorite. Had high hopes, from, yeah. but,
0: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he asked the innkeeper to take care of everything, hands her some money, say, Can you just take care of everything? And the innkeeper like goes down, and actually looks at the guys at this point, and she goes, These are Bufenus's men. These are the king's men. Like these these are these guys work for the king, not mm. for Betetos. Um and she immediately tells him, like, do not kill the king. Like you do not need to die. Like <laughs> Um and uh, he's like I think he's like kind of like uh, I get the impression Tom's like, Okay, okay, uh, I'll leave. Um uh, at least that's what he tells her.
1: No king, um, no king. da 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 Yeah,
0: and and then king. apparently someone's burning um the food supply, the granaries are are put on fire. He looks out, but he looks out the window and sees that the granaries have been lit, so that the food supply for the entire city are now on fire. So it's almost like there's a whole entire like coup slash shit's going down right now. And she kind of tells you know, the last parting thing is, you know, don't, you know, don't get yourself killed. And Tom says, I'm, you know, I'm all, I'm an old gleeman. Uh, and she, you know, and thinks, and you know, Rand's only a shepherd, <laughs> but we both do what we must. Uh, <laughs> is, what, is what he thinks. Um, and then he, he steps out of the room or the inn and he just has a smile on his
1: face. A whoopish uh, grin came onto yeah. his face. Oof. Yeah. He's on the attack. Yep, game time.
0: And then we switch characters. So before we switch characters, let's anything you want to unpack about this. I mean, from the from the uh, the king's perspective, you you don't eff F up, Ron. I mean, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely cross the line. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: I'm just um, more wondering, like, is he really going to go after the king, or is he going to go after Rand? Is he going to go join the group again?
1: Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like, what what at this point is stopping him from going to avenge his girl's death? What's stopping him from going to kill the king? Personal Does he? No, re- oh, he's older. He's probably already done most of the cool shit. He he wanted to do he's you know he doesn't really owe rand anything mm-hmm. um yeah i i wouldn't be surprised if if he doesn't put a plan together to go whack the king yeah someone actually did have a question in chat
0: as well that i've meant to ask that thank you for bringing it up um uh, but it said that barthanas was ripped to pieces so what or who would rip them to pieces and put his head on I club. thought about that too. I was wondering, is there
2: some trollocs in the area or would like men go and rip them to pieces? Like I I don't know. Like I I don't beyond trolloc or men, I don't think anything else would do it. Um I don't think we'd have any was it Dracard?
0: Dracars, yeah.
2: The I'm ones that have no idea. Like, I don't know if they would be in the city. They'd be spotted. So, or it could have been a fade. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, I was thinking Trolloc, but then, you know, my distrust for Celine and she's still around and she has control over those three eyed toads and who mm-hmm. knows what damage they can do. Um, Yeah. So I was thinking either those or, or Trollocs, but I guess I didn't put too much thought into it. Yeah. I mean I mean it's reminiscent of like uh back in the uh, the keep the the prison at Faldara, like it was just mm-hmm. body parts and shit everywhere. Yeah. So that was either Fane or uh, the men turned crazy because of Fane or maybe Yeah. I guess it I I don't know. Sure. I'm aware of that.
0: Any other final thoughts about Tom's peer point of view before we move on? Well, you just said something interesting to think
2: about, Ian. Like, who drove who crazy?
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: No. Uh, but, no. But I, I I don't have anything more to say about Tom. Like, he's a badass and he's a man on a mission now. It's just what side of the mission is he on. Yep.
0: Sure. Yeah. So now we switch to Pat and Fane, our, our good old buddy that we, we love so much. Uh <laughs> Good old Fane, um, yeah. So he's in Falme, um, which is pronounced a bunch of different ways. I pronounce it Falme. I've heard it pronounced Falm, Falme. A uh, bunch of different places. Flame. I don't know. I, I say Falme, but whatever. That's where like he. It. That's where he is. Um, it's on Toman Head. We talked about this. this is where Baldurman was. Uh, we've already met the other character that he's going to meet with Turok. That's who Doman met with with the seal couple i think it was last chapter chapter, chapters ago yeah um and he's outside of the city he's riding a horse talked about how he got the horse um it was uh it was a, a dark friend's um horse and she didn't want to get the horse up
1: so he fed her to trolox. Yeah, <laughs> exactly yeah and it did two things, you know, it, it gave the Trollocs a belly full, but it also got the other dark friend folks to be like, uh, nah. fuck. Exactly.
2: <laughs> nah, I, was gonna say, I like that, that, that statement. He was like, yep, solve both problems yep. easily. Meet the shots, cut pot, has no need for a horse. Yep. Like, Fane <laughs> has become quite savage.
0: Yeah. And he's. Fan's gathering information as he gets closer to Faume about the Shen because he's trying to go meet with them and he kind of tosses most of it off as rumors. But as he gets closer, he sees a bunch of them riding out of the city and they're on mounts, but they're not horses. Um, kind of describes these beasts that they're riding. Um, but Fan doesn't really pay too much attention. He just strolls right in like he owns the place, um, walks right up to the main um, heavily guarded house and just kind of walks right in. Uh, you know, and and request an audience with the mm. uh, with the
1: High Lord. Yeah, I, uh, you know, we we talked before about how well organized the the Dark Friends seem to be, um, versus our Sedai and, and everything, and and trying to, you know, push us to some end here, right? Mm-hmm. But I I get the feeling that uh, the shadow the the dark friends that have been serving like Beasleman and whatnot. Uh mm. I don't think they took into account Pat and Fane and more death. Uh yeah. I feel like this is a totally different spin-off of pure evil and he is he's in a class of his own. Uh yeah. so I, I feel like he's gonna throw more of a hitch into the uh uh type plans than than he is uh, Rand and our do-gooders, you know? Yeah. We could shake everything up, I guess, equally.
0: So, yeah, he, um, he you know, he asked to see the great Lord and they say, well, you know, you can't just question the audience, you know, have you, have you sworn the oaths? And he says, oh, you mean to, um, you know, await, um, what is it? Await, oh, serve. And, uh, oh, what,
1: obey, await, and will and we'll
0: serve. serve. Yeah. Uh, he repeats the oaths um, and they take him inside to see Turok and he, Next thing he knows, he's face down the ground. Told to rise, and he's like, "I got a gift for you. Um, I got this box, and what's in the box is really, really cool—the chest. Um, but I don't know how to open it. But you know, I can tell you right now, it's really cool with the side." Tark's like, "All right, let me see." The-. And like as he's talking, Tark's kind of like pulling around with the box, like, and it's open. <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, I know how to open these things."
2: <laughs> yeah. And fans like, "Crap!" <laughs> I'm sure the look on yeah. his face is something um, to
0: behold. And he kind of looks down He's like, uh, and looks at the horn. Fane tells him, he's like, it's the horn of Ilear. and Everyone's mouth just drops. So, you know, asks him to go into another room away from everybody else. So it's just them and his manservant, the other guy. Um, and at this point, Fane, d- Fane does make a reach for the dagger, but it's stopped immediately because Fane just can't mm-hmm. stay away from the dagger. He
1: needs the dagger. but He's drawn to it. Yeah, Fane talk- could stand it no longer. He reached yeah. for the dagger. The yellow-haired man caught his wrist in a crushing grip. Unshaven dog. Know that the hand that touches the property of the High Lord, unbidden is cut off. It's mine, Fane growled. <laughs> <laughs> My precious. <laughs> it is funny how quickly they took ownership
2: of all. Yep. It's like,
0: I'm marvelous. Yep. You. It's ours now. <laughs> um yeah, so let's talk about like all this meeting with Tarak and and what how you think Fane's playing this so far? I, I actually thought Fane was pretty clever here. Like he's doing a pretty good job of um I mean, I think Tarak's still reading through a lot of his bullshit, but he's he's playing it pretty well.
1: I am I'm still I guess trying to figure out Fane's plan and I know we get more of it towards the end of this chapter, but I was definitely surprised that he was willing to offer the horn to somebody else for someone else to blow. Mm-hmm. Um and his focus just being on
2: Well, I guess because I'll get greater power as long as he has the dagger, so the horn is insufficient in regards to
1: yeah. power. Yeah, and we and we he's... get to that later where he's really just trying to position himself to so. It's, it's it's like he doesn't want to be the, the mouthpiece. He wants to be in a position to influence someone who has that power. You mm-hmm. know, which is interesting. Yeah. 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 So, I mean,
0: <clears throat> one thing Tarek immediately asks is why would you bring the horn to me? And Fain says, well, of course for you to sound it, that's why. And Tarek's not convinced at all. He's like, okay, bullshit. Like why, why? And the fan goes into this whole entire story about his family. Um has, you know, he comes from this line of people that does that remembers Ultra Hawk Hawkwing and served Arthur Hawkwing and remembers the family leaving and news no and remembered they would come back, and he's been waiting all these years to serve them. Um and and's just kind of like, um still kind of thinks bullshit. <laughs> but I like your story. Um but it's kind of, I, I'm still suspicious. Um, it says, but it still doesn't explain how you got the horn. He says, oh, yeah, well, well, our family found it. And the secret of how to open the, the chest died with my ancestors, but we were told just to hold on to it until you guys came back and give it to you guys. So, what do you think about Fane's whole story that he kind of worked up? Um, obviously, kind of thought about it beforehand, but.
2: Well, it makes me wonder because remember, he like recovered all these memories. Maybe Yeah, well,
0: obviously, he didn't have the, the horn because horn was in the eye of the world. So that's right. all. That's all made up. Well, I mean, and the part
2: about serving and that sort of thing, maybe, maybe there yep. was some truth to that, or maybe yeah. there's some. And they always
0: say the best lies that. have some truth in it. I mean, that's that's a common thing that you right. learn when you're trying to lie. If you're telling flat out lies, it's really tough to tell flat out lies. But if you weave a lie that has truth in it, it's really really convincing because there's there actually is some truth yep. in, the lie, in the lie.
1: You just yeah. push the boundaries a little bit here and there, change one little thing, and boom, you know, okay. push it exactly push it real It'll good bomb.
0: Bomb, bomb, bomb. anyway the, real um, good. so yeah so i mean so you guys like this whole story or
1: i'm trying my hardest not to show any kind of respect toward fane <laughs> but uh, you know this <laughs> this high lord we've already dealt with him a little bit we know he's conniving they're pretty powerful and Fane is doing a good job, minus the whole reaching out for the dagger sort of thing. But he's doing a, a good job, from his own perspective, manipulating them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I won't say I respect that, but he's quite skillful right now. And it's, yeah. Yeah, and he's
2: driven towards seeing the end of the White Tower, yeah. which is really cool. Because he's trying to manipulate this whole group to kinda of turn his attention there. Yeah. On his behalf. Yeah, and
0: then Fane tries to get Tark to sound it and he's like, No, the Emperor should have this and and Fane starts to protest, and the next thing you know, he's hit him in the head. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, comes to like, you know, scene stars and um and and I think I love this next line. It's like Fain Fane at that moment decided how he would kill that person, you know, how he's gonna that person's gonna die, yellow handed like, cured guy's gonna die. <laughs>
1: Yes, <laughs>
0: it's like it's like at that moment I decided, yeah, I know how you're gonna I'm gonna kill you, but yeah, um, and and you learn a little bit more about the horn. At least, uh, um, what Turek says is that whoever blows the horn, it'll be linked to, and that he's only twelfth in line to the to the throne, and for him to do it would be a um a, a vast overstep of his position and power, um. And there's already been an heir picked, um, so it, it's just,
1: yeah, not yeah they've got their own little great game going on there as well, yeah, you have to, you have to be you know you want to serve the empress, but you don't want to be so over the top with it that you seem like a threat, right, um, which is interesting,
0: yeah, and it talks a little bit more about the you know, a little bit about the culture here too, just about the the seekers and the listeners. Um, that there's these people, you know, that basically the Sanchen have like spies within their community everywhere called listeners, and they have these people called the seekers, um, who punish people, um, yeah, and they'll even punish people of the blood, you know, which is the, the like the nobles and the royalty. But for them, they can't, like, the tell how they execute them, they can't actually put hands to like, no one can put a hand to someone on the blood, but they can put you in the sack. And hang you out off a tower and let you rot.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I like the part uh, where I underlined, do you know that whoever blows the horn of Valyr is linked to it thereafter? That so long as he or she lives, double underlined, it is no more than a horn to any other. So that was interesting. But then I was also thinking, okay, so it's actually not the end of the world. If somebody other than our group of heroes blows the horn first, if yeah. somebody else blows the horn, then that just means Rand, Matt, whoever, I to die, loyal, whatever. Now, instead of just chasing the horn, we have to chase down that person, kill him, mm-hmm. and then regain the power of the horn, which we have so many books to go through that might just happen. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So. But that, that's actually good news. So if, if somebody else blows it, they still have a chance for redemption.
0: So is, is that a prediction that someone else is going to blow the horn?
1: And they're going oh, yeah. to be killed? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, there, there's, no way, there's no way Jordan puts a little line in there like that for it not to mean something. Yeah. We we just got significant info on how the horn works. Um, uh, and, and he flat out tells you, you know, so long as they're alive, it's tied to them. Ah. So... You whack the person that blew the horn, and now you've got the power, yeah
0: so what do you think about this Shanshan culture and the little bit of snippets that we're getting here into it, like as far as the hierarchy and like you said it's like like the great game too, but
1: yeah, I mean, they have their own game going on, but it seems much more disciplined and less chaotic and and every everybody knows where everybody stands um, yeah. Yeah. They're less likely to step outside of those boundaries. Sure. You know, you don't jump from 12th to third because then everybody will just kill you because the emperor, the number one will think you're too big of a threat. So it's gotta be, you know, gradual moves. Yeah. Baby steps.
0: Yeah. And yeah. So at this point, so at this point, um, you know, Turok still thinks – or Fane kind of ends it with saying that I only want to just serve. That's what I'm here for. I just want to serve. And Turok still thinks Fane's lying um, and basically dismisses Fane. But as Fane's leaving, he's like, I need to say one more thing. And the yellow-haired guy is like, okay, I'm about to kill you now. And he's like, I just need to warn you that there's dark friends that may be coming after the horn as well. And describes basically Rand and says, yeah, he has – Every goes. There's troggs that come too. He's, he's a dark friend, and you got to watch out for him.
1: Again, I don't want to say I respect this guy, <laughs> but my goodness, is he playing this, pitting his enemies against each other, still working his way into a position of influence and power along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's going to end up having an audience with the Empress, probably, the way this is going. Yeah. Um, And now it's instead of worrying about how he's going to fight off Rand, who he knows is chasing him down, uh, he's got somebody else to do the fighting for him. Yeah. Just basically pits an entire
0: army against Rand.
1: Yeah. That's diabolical. That's the word I'm looking for. Diabolical.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And at this point, he gets thrown out, and the yellow hair guy is basically like, don't ever do that again, or I will kill you. And and Fain, it ends the chapter with Fane thinking, I finally got ran exactly where I want them. Like, the pieces are falling in place. Like, this is exactly what I wanted to do. So, final thoughts on all these chapters? There's a lot to be setting
2: up when we're, like, near the end of the book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, it, it gets frustrating to see all this stuff coming into play. Because it's like, is he going to rush through it or is he going to drag it out? Yeah. That's like my first, my, my initial thought. Um, we see all this good conversation back and forth. We start to meet an entire new group of individuals that we're bringing into the book <laughs> at the end of the book. We see Fane like, really making moves that don't make quite make sense to me, but it makes sense to him. And I say, like, all right. So, what's the play here? What's really going on? Like, what are we really going to do with all of this? Yeah. And then I look yeah. at the number of pages we have left, and I'm like, we have a little over 200 pages to make all this work, mm-hmm. or else we're carrying it all over into book three. So it's like, this is the setup for book three, or like that's where my mind is already at. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just, I, we have an idea of what Biazulman's end game is. Uh we have an idea of well, we know what Rand wants to do. He wants to save his friends and then be done with all this, but we have an idea of what the Ayes are expecting Rand to do as the Dragon Reborn. But I don't when when you talk about what's the end game, what I don't know is what is Fane's end game. What is what the hell is he trying to do? What's his ultimate motive? Is it just power? Because he's got to know that there's more at play than just power. He could gain all the power in the world just for the world to be destroyed and nobody be left in it. Yeah. Like, is is he seeking that kind of chaos? I'm, I i do not know. Chaotic evil. Yep. Never know to expect <laughs> with those folks. Exactly.
0: All right. Well, so favorite character from these chapters? We get a lot of characters who we went through. I mean, we had Rand. We had Matt being Matt loyal. Uh if did, you guys,
1: if You guys were listening to me, you already know my answer.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know I don't listen to you. What's your answer?
1: What's that, Chris? I said what is your answer? Oh, Land. Land's the oh, man. Without, man. Even, <laughs> with, without even being here, Land is the man. Land Lan is the man. <laughs> Land's always the man.
0: What you, Chris? Favorite character for these chapters.
2: Oh, yeah i'm gonna go ahead and put it out there and just say that i still feel bad that she died so Dina. Dana's my girl yeah uh, yeah I, I really do feel bad <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> i wanted her to be a badass and well yeah,
1: yeah. if uh if, if people are going to nail me down to somebody that was actually actually in these chapters uh i got to give some love for tom mm. uh even the, the brief fighting scene of him just slinging those knives, uh, there's, there's still so much more to him that we don't know. Uh, yeah. and I'm also, I'm also grieving with him. Um, yeah. he's going through a pretty tough time right now. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's putting it lightly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So the next chapters we're going
0: to cover, um, is studying. Sofu. <laughs>
1: Yay! Yay.
0: Um, and the chapter icon for that is, I think it's it's a the, picture of it's a the night tree kind of thing.
1: Yeah, with like the moon behind it.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then the, after that is among the elders, and that's a trifle leaf again. Um And then the next one is what might be
1: the portal stone. Yeah. Ooh, so
2: I <laughs> think that is that one. That's intriguing. I also want to know like what's going to happen with Loyal. while we're entering into mm-hmm. a season where there's Ogi here. Like we're we gonna find some shit out. is, is Loyal really a criminal, a, a criminal Oogie. Yeah,
1: yeah. Maybe not criminal like what we would think, but I, I still feel, I still feel like there was there something experience? taboo within their culture that he's. Guilty of other than just leaving At such a young age like he did Um Mm. so yeah he might He might get his hand slapped when we go there
0: Yeah any other thoughts For this next week I mean obviously At the loyal uh, Running some elders um what Might be anything about that that
1: So this is interesting We have the trifold leaf Thing we're we're talking about going There so we could find another way gate Um but then we have the what-might-be, and we're looking at the portal stone. So maybe they attempt to go through the ways there, and there's something that prevents them from entering altogether. Or maybe they do, but they can't travel all the way, and mm-hmm. for whatever reason, they run into an opportunity to use the portal stones, and they yeah. travel that way again and just get another look into... Um, you know, a, a possible future that could have been, I mean, uh, who knows?
0: Yeah. Well, I, I will tell you that what might be um, that chapter is definitely some of the most, uh, in the entire series, one of the most favorite, favorite, one of the most favorite chapters.
1: Ooh, interesting. So
0: um, per- personally in, in this book, it's uh it's not my favorite chapter in this book, but a lot of people love this chapter. So that's personal versus fandom. Um, but yeah, so enjoy reading it. So I'll go ahead and finish it for us. Um how we can be found is at the Will Reads on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the Willreads.com. Uh Will Yeah, the Willreads.com is our uh website. Um also Discord, of course, you can find us there. Uh, Links for that are on our website, along with links to everything else, social media, and our Patreon, and our merch. So Patreon, you can help support us. You can listen to us live. Um, It's a lot of fun. listening to us, try to figure out how to do this a lot of times unsuccessfully, but it's it's fun. Um, And uh, there's other perks for different levels as well um, uh, for that. And then um, merchandise. Uh, We are adding some more merch soon um, to our merchandise. We, we have a design that we're just working through uh, getting that finalized um, and that's about it anything else from you guys
1: yes sir until next time peace
0: thank you for listening to the wheel of reads see y'all next time